0: Chapters 13 to 16 of De Monarchia This is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org De Monarchia by Dante Alighieri translated by Aurelia Henry Reinhardt Book 1 Where the temporal monarchy is necessary for the well-being of the world Chapter 13 He who is best adapted for ruling is the best director of other men He who is capable of the best qualification for ruling can best qualify others. In every action the chief intent of the agent, whether it act by necessity of nature or by choice, is to unfold its own likeness. Whence it is that every agent, in so far as it acts in this way, delights in action. Since every existent thing desires its existence, and since an agent in action amplifies its existence to a certain extent, delight necessarily ensues, for delight is bound up in the thing desired. Nothing can act, therefore, unless existing already as that which the thing acted upon is to become. And therefore, the philosopher states in his writings of simple being, Every reduction from potentiality to actuality is accomplished by an actuality of like kind. For, if anything attempted to act under other conditions, it would try in vain. Thus may be destroyed the error of those men who believe, by speaking good and doing evil, they can inform others with life and character, and who forget that the hands of Jacob, though false witnesses, were more persuasive than his words, though true. Hence the philosopher to Nicomachus, In matters of passion and action, words are less trustworthy than deeds. And hence the message from heaven to the sinner, David. What hast thou to do to declare my statutes? As if it had said, In vain thou speakest, being other than thy words, from which we may gather that he who would best qualify others must himself be supremely qualified. That only a monarch can be supremely qualified for ruling is thus proved. Everything is more easily and perfectly adapted to any state or activity, as there is present in it less of opposition to such adaptation. So those who have never heard of philosophy come more easily to a comprehension of philosophic truth than those who have heard often thereof, but are imbued with false opinions. So Galen says, with right such men need double time for gaining knowledge now as was shown above a monarch can have no occasion for cupidity or rather less occasion than other men even other princes and cupidity is the sole corruptor of judgment and hindrance to justice so the monarch is capable of the highest degree of judgment and justice and is therefore perfectly qualified or especially well qualified to rule those two qualities most befitting a maker and executor of the law as that holiest of kings testifies by his petition to god for the attributes meet for a king and the son of a king praying give the king thy judgments o god and thy righteousness unto the king's son it was rightly assumed then that the monarch alone is capable of supreme qualification to rule hence the monarch is best able to direct others. Therefore it follows that for the best ordering of the world, monarchy is necessary. Chapter 14 What One Agent Can Do Is Better Done By One Than By Many When it is possible to do a thing through one agent, it is better done through one than through more. We can prove it in this way. Let A be one agent, able to accomplish a given end and let a and b be two through whom the same thing can be accomplished if the end accomplished through a and b can be accomplished through a alone b is added uselessly as nothing results from the addition of b which would not have resulted from a alone now inasmuch as every addition is idle and superfluous and every superfluity is displeasing to god and nature and everything displeasing to god and nature is evil as is self-evident It follows not only that whatever can be done through one agent is better done through one than through more, but that whatever done through one is good, done through more, becomes manifestly evil. Further, a thing is said to be better the nearer it approaches the best. Its end partakes of the character of the best. But what is done by one agent is nearer its end, and therefore better. That it is nearer its end we see thus... Let there be an end C to be reached by a single agent, or by a dual agent A and B. Evidently the way from A through B to C is longer than from A straight to C. Now humanity can be ruled by one supreme prince, who is monarch. But it must be noted well that when we assert that the human race is capable of being ruled by one supreme prince, it is not to be understood that the petty decisions of every municipality can issue from him directly, for municipal laws do fail at times and have need of regulation, as the philosopher shows in his commendation of equity in the fifth book to Nicomachus. Nations, kingdoms, and cities have individual conditions which must be governed by different laws, for law is the directive principle of life. The Scythians, living beyond the seventh clime, suffering great inequality of days and nights, and oppressed by a degree of cold almost intolerable, need laws other than the Garamantes, dwelling under the equinoctial circle, who have their days always of equal length with their nights, and because of the unbearable heat of the air, cannot endure the useless burden of clothing. But rather let it be understood the human race will be governed by him in general matters pertaining to all peoples, and through him will be guided to peace by a government common to all. And this rule, or law, individual princes should receive from him, just as, for any operative conclusion, the practical intellect receives the major premise from the speculative intellect, adds thereto the minor premise, peculiarly its own, and draws the conclusion for the particular operation this government common to all not only may proceed from one it must do so that all confusion be removed from principles of universal import moses himself wrote in the law that he had done this for when he had taken the chiefs of the children of israel he relinquished to them minor decisions always reserving for himself those more important and of larger application and in their tribes the chiefs made use of those of larger application according as they might be applied to each tribe. Therefore, it is better that the human race should be ruled by one than by more, and that the one should be the monarch, who is a unique prince. And if it is better, it is more acceptable to God, since God always wills what is better. And inasmuch as between two things, that which is better will be likewise best between this rule by one and this rule by more rule by one is acceptable to god not only in a comparative but in a superlative degree wherefore the human race is ordered for the best when ruled by one sovereign and so monarchy must exist for the welfare of the world chapter fifteen in every sort of thing that is best which is most one Likewise, I affirm that Being and Unity and Goodness exist sediatim according to the fifth mode of priority. Being is naturally antecedent to Unity, and Unity to Goodness. That which has completest Being has completest Unity and completest Goodness, and as far as anything is from completest Being, just so far is it from Unity and also from Goodness. That in every class of objects the best is the most unified, the philosopher maintains in his treatise On Simple Being. From this it would seem that unity is the root of goodness and multiplicity is the root of evil. Wherefore Pythagoras, in his correlations, placed unity on the side of good and multiplicity on the side of evil, as appears in the first book On Simple Being. We can thus see that to sin is naught else than to despise unity and to depart therefrom to multiplicity, which the psalmist surely felt when he said, By the fruit of their corn and wine and oil are they multiplied. Therefore it is established that every good thing is good because it subsists in unity. As concord is a good thing in itself, it must subsist in some unity as its proper root, and this proper root must appear if we consider the nature or meaning of concord. Now concord is a uniform movement of many wills. And unity of will, which we mean by uniform movement, is the root of concord, or rather, concord itself. For just as we should call many clods concordant, because all descend together toward the centre, and many flames concordant, because they ascend together to the circumference, if they did this voluntarily, so we call many men concordant, because they move together by their volition to one end formally present in their wills, while in the case of the clods is formally present the single attribute of gravity, and in the flames the single attribute of levity. For the power of willing is a certain potentiality, but the species of goodness which it apprehends in its form, which, like other forms, is a unity multiplied in itself according to the multiplicity of the receiving material just as soul number and other forms subject to composition these things being premised we may argue as follows for the proposed exposition of the original assumption all concord depends upon unity in wills mankind at its best is a concord of a certain kind for just as one man at his best in body and spirit is a concord of a certain kind And as a household, a city, and a kingdom, is likewise a concord, so it is with mankind in its totality. Therefore, the human race, for its best disposition, is dependent on unity in wills. But this state of concord is impossible unless one will dominates and guides all others into unity. For, as the philosopher teaches in the last book to Nicomachus. Mortal wills need directing because of the alluring delights of youth. Nor is this one directing will a possibility unless there is one common prince whose will may dominate and guide the wills of all others. If the conclusions above are true, as they are, monarchy is essential for the best disposition of mankind, and therefore for the well-being of the world, monarchy should exist therein. Chapter 16 Christ willed to be born in the fullness of time when Augustus was monarch. A phenomenon not to be forgotten attests the truth of all the arguments placed in order above namely, that condition of mortals which the Son of God, when about to become man for the salvation of man, either awaited or ordained at such time as he willed. For if from the fall of our first parents, at which point of departure began all our error we survey the ordering of men and at times we shall find no perfect monarchy nor the world everywhere at peace save under the divine monarch augustus that men were then blessed with the tranquillity of universal peace all historians testify and all illustrious poets this the writer of the gentleness of christ felt it meet to confirm and last of all paul who called that most happy condition the fullness of the time. Verily, time and all temporal things were full, for no ministry to our happiness lacked its minister. But what has been the condition of the world since that day, the seamless robe first suffered mutilation by the claws of avarice, we can read. Would that we could not also see! O human race! What tempests must need toss thee what treasure be thrown into the sea, what shipwrecks must be endured, so long as thou, like a beast of many heads, strivest after diverse ends. Thou art sick in either intellect, and sick likewise in thy affection. Thou healest not thy high understanding by argument irrefutable, nor thy lower by the countenance of experience. Nor dost thou heal thy affection by the sweetness of divine persuasion, when the voice of the Holy Spirit breathes upon thee, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. End of Section 4 End of Book 1 Where the Temporal Monarchy is Necessary for the Well-Being of the World